Welcome to the Align Success Podcast. I'm Amanda Goolsby, international speaker, executive coach, and business consultant. Each week, I'll illuminate a topic, a message, or interview a high achiever on how they are creating aligned success in their health, their career, and their life. Our mission is to provide a community for driven leaders to gain motivation, education, and inspiration on how to live their best, most aligned life. Today, I will be interviewing a fascinating guest, Eugene Johnson, on his massive transformation through personal development in going from poverty-stricken New York City as a child growing up to now being the CEO of a tech startup in San Francisco. This interesting topic really illuminates for our listeners the importance of finding mentors, getting involved in the world of personal development, and how that can affect both your life and your future. Welcome back to the Align Success Podcast Show. I'm here today with my wonderful guest, Eugene Johnson. Eugene, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. So Eugene and I met at an event here in the Santa Clara, San Francisco area. Yep. What was it, like three and a half years ago? Yep, about yeah, about three and a half, almost four years. And so Eugene is a CEO of a tech startup here in San Francisco, and he is also a best-selling author and speaker and overall amazing human being and really your passion and the topic that you train on is all mindset yeah that is amazing because without it what (laughs) what do we have what do we have so can you first off just thanks for being here and for taking the time i know you're busy and life is crazy i'm glad i I got the experience of hopping on the cal train today (laughs) for the first time in my life and i was leaving I, i was leaving santa clara i'm a little bit nervous and i'm like Okay, Amanda, if you can ride the tube in London and you can figure out the underground, you can figure out the Caltrain. (laughs) Then I get to the station and this girl's like, she heard me on the phone saying, I'm about to get on the Caltrain for the first time. And she said, you don't want to buy your ticket there. That's for Amtrak. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she, and so I walk around the corner. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I can. So I made it though. I made I'm, it. I made it to downtown San Francisco. So, so we're here today, um, really talking about a couple of things: aligned success, yep. and you know, the podcast, and what this really means is how can we look at your health and your career and your life, mm-hmm. and look at where at times you are in alignment mm-hmm. and not in alignment. And what were some of the shifts that you've made and then where have you come since then? So in talking about that, can you maybe just share for the listeners today a backstory on Eugene Johnson? Like, who are you? Where did you come from? And like, what led you now to being 30 years old, being a CEO of a tech startup in San Francisco? So, um... I was born in a major. No, I'm just. <laughs> um, so I, I, uh, I actually was uh, born and raised in New York. I uh, grew up in uh, probably one of the roughest neighborhoods in New York. Um, and as a kid in the inner city, I got into a lot of trouble. You know, um, you know, it just happens that way sometimes. Uh, and I caught myself living a life that I, I, I wouldn't be proud to say that I live. And I, I decided, you know, really a few things happened to me. Um, in the process, even as a kid, like um, 
when I was about 12, a, uh, I brought a knife to school. Wow. Don't ask me why. That was, that was silly. Um, and I got caught by a, a teacher, and the teacher told the principal. principal had my mom come up to the school, and my mom uh, told my mom, hey, you know, your son will be dead in jail by the age of 21. Mm. And a lot of people said, man, how dare, like, a you know, teacher or principal tell that to a parent. Um, but the problem wasn't that the teacher said it. It was a problem that I believed it. So I started living my life even worse because I was just like, yeah, I'm going to be dead by 21 anyway. You know, my friends, they, they're going to jail. They're dying. So I so I started being getting worse. And it wasn't until I turned 18, the friend of mine's, introduced me to a uh, uh, a business, uh, my first, you know, business. And he was like, hey, you know, you want to make some extra money? So I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Who doesn't want to make extra money? Uh, and I got started with this business. And the truth be told, I probably wouldn't have done much. Um, but my friend was c- convincingly um, urgent about me going to a convention in Oklahoma City. And, you know, at the time, I wasn't, if you saw me today, you saw me then, you're like, this guy's not a business person. I had like big braids, big earrings, like bubble jackets and jerseys. So, you know, uh, I, I definitely didn't fit the crowd of you the business. The I look. didn't look the part of a business person uh, in that scenario. But um, but he convinced me to go. He actually gave up his plane ticket um, for wow. me, for us to drive down there. And being from New York, I'm you know I never really been on a road trip. I never I don't think I left the state of New York. I, actually, no, I didn't leave the state of New York at the time from wow. zero to eighteen. So I never left. So he's like, all right, we're gonna go to Oklahoma. And I, like I said, I was in a bad kid, so I didn't really pay attention in class. I didn't realize how far Oklahoma <laughs> was from New York. <laughs> so we get in the car, and he's like, hey Eugene, um, pass me the map. So this is how long ago it was. We actually <laughs> printed out Google Maps. And I went in the glove compartment, I was like, man, this says 24 hours. <laughs> you know, I think this is the wrong map. <laughs> and he's like, no, this is it. And I was like, I almost got out of the car. I was like literally seconds away from getting out of the car. Wow. Um, but it, that decision would have changed my life if I didn't, because I know I wouldn't have stayed with that business long term. Um, but I stayed in that car, and we went to this event, and I started to see people that were having success. And this was the first time I ever saw people having success that weren't drug dealers, yeah. athletes, and you know, uh, you know, musicians. And so for me, this was an opportunity for me. And and it was a, a gentleman by two people that changed my life that 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 convention um, in Oklahoma. And one of the gentlemen's names was Darnell Self. And Darnell Self was an African-American gentleman, and um, he came from a place that I came from. And he was up on stage, and I remember sitting all the way in the nosebleed session, and I remember him saying, you know, he was talking, I don't even remember what he was training on, but I remember he was talking about Harriet Tubman and the Underground Railroad Mm -hmm. and how that aligns to success somehow. And I just remember him saying, talking, and as he's talking, I I was just thinking in my head, wow, he made it. And that was the first time I ever saw myself living past 21. And I was 18 at the time. And that was like the beginning of my life change. And then I ended up uh, at that same conference, I got a chance to meet a gentleman by the name of Paul J. Meyer, who was a billionaire. And, you know, he ended I ended up learning from him up until the time that he passed. But he he ended up being the person I really took to as a mentor uh, and literally like just devoured anything he told me about success and, and growing and becoming better. And uh, that was like the beginning of my life change of like uh, going into that, going into business and then going from business to corporate America and then corporate America back into business. And so 
Um, you know, now I'm just an entrepreneur and, you know, trying to run businesses and help people succeed and, you know, try to do some coaching and things of that nature on the side just as a, a passion. And, and I love seeing people get to higher levels of success. And so that's a part of my, you know, my everyday life. Wow. Well, okay. what, what a story, you know, and thanks for sharing that with yeah, us absolutely. because it shows how powerful one or two people can be yeah. in the lives of someone else. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I share my story at times where I said the same thing, like it was the one person who gave me one book and said, I see the potential in wow. you that led to me being able to overcome my history. Absolutely. And it's similar to you. So Absolutely. when you go back to that day mm -hmm. and you really think about getting into that car mm -hmm. and looking at the map and making the decision to stay in the car for a 24-hour ride. Mm -hmm. Tell me about what was going through your head as you began the journey of 24 hours of driving. <laughs> so the two gentlemen had been in the business for over a year at that point. And so as we were driving, before we pulled off, I, 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 know, I remember just thinking this vividly. It's just like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I even in this car right mm -hmm. now? And luckily, these two guys went to college with me. We went to City College in New York, out in New York, uh, 138th and Convent. And they, we played basketball together. And so these are people that I had a relationship with. So I didn't want to just leave on him, especially because he gave up his plane ticket for us to drive yeah. there. So to me, I felt like I would be a jerk if I would have just left because uh, they could have just flew. Uh, but as we're driving there, these guys, because they had so much experience in the business so at that point, they were listening to personal development. Uh, now I never heard personal development in my life. I mean, I don't. I never read a book from cover to cover yeah. up until that point. Um, and I just could not fathom how you can listen to a man talk for hours. <laughs> and so at the time, I was doing music because, like, I was like, "Hey, the only things I saw people succeed in that was like basketball or, or sports, music, and drug dealing." Yeah. So I tried all of them. <laughs> Uh, they all didn't work out for me, but I tried them all. And um, and long story short, I was I was doing music at the time, and I was listening to my own CD. So I was trying to figure out, okay, at two minutes and thirty six seconds, edit this beat here, or, yeah. or like you know, take out this ad lib or yeah. something like that. And so I was listening to my own music. And about five hours into the conversation, I, and in the drive, I take off my headphones, and they're still listening to a guy talk. Now, this guy ended up being Jim Rohn. Oh. Um, and Jim Rohn is, like, the Rohn. best. Like, we call him Uncle Jim in our household. Um, and and I didn't understand. Literally, the entire 24-hour drive, I, did, I would not listen to the personal development because I'm just like, I don't get it. It's dumb. And I don't know how we staying alive because you should be falling asleep right now. And I went to that conference and I came back and I was like, this is the Jim Rohn guy you was listening to? <laughs> I, could, I couldn't get enough. Literally the entire time I was just like soaking mm. up every second of information. But I, on the drive then, on the drive back, I remember doubt and faith. That was really kind of wow. the, the conversation. It was like on the drive there, it was like so much doubt. Doubt myself, doubt in why I'm in the car, doubt in this opportunity being able to set me free, all of the things that they talk about. They were saying, oh man, you know, they're going to be, you know, all of the millionaires in the business will be at this event and you should go. And, uh, and all of the doubt of like, is this really real? Yeah. To coming back in the faith of like, it didn't even matter to me mm -hmm. whether it was real. It was, I really just believed that 
All I needed to believe was that there was an opportunity for me to succeed mm -hmm. and I didn't have to go down those routes mm -hmm. because I just didn't see those routes being for me over the long over the long term. And I remember coming back to um, uh, I kept coming back to New York uh, or going back to New York and saying, all right, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to start changing my life. And as much as I would like to say it was magical from there. I look. I literally just like I let my friends talk me out of my change in mindset. But like I always say, if your um, if your mind gets washed, it's hard to make it dirty again in mm -hmm. a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like my whole head was filled with like dirt. And at that event, it was just like boom, like a whole you know Wash lightness. Things. Just a, like just a light, like a big bright light, just bursted all of the dirt away. Wow! And when I went back, they tried to put the dirt back on, and I was letting them. But it was so it's, it took eighteen years to put the dirt on, and in a second, almost the dirt got knocked off. And now it was like mm -hmm. they were trying to put the dirt back on, but I was different in my heart. Yeah. And as much as I wanted to go back to doing what I was doing. I started to do that, and then, you know, for, like, maybe five or six months, and then after that, I just said, no, nah, I can't, mm. and it was just, I had to be true to myself, mm -hmm. alignment, right, I had to be true to myself and know that, like, I just was a different person, yeah. like, something in that event changed me, it changed the way I thought, changed the way I, I looked at things, it shifted my paradigm, and that was kind of, like, the, uh, the beginning of me kind of turning around and figuring out other ways to 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 have success and from there I moved to California about about a year after I started the business I moved to California um, and I, well I made the decision to move to California in September of 06 and then I moved in December of 06 so literally three months later I was 19 at the time well 18 I just turned 19 what was the business this was a company called Legal Shield okay um, and I moved out here because there was like more success out here. People were, you know, people were having more success. And I want, I, honestly, I wanted to get out of my environment. I was trying to change, but a lot of people were trying to pull totally. me back, right? I've been there. So I've I was trying to get there. out. Trying to get out. <laughs> so you go to this event, you have this paradigm shift that changes everything. You learn about the world of personal development. Mm -hmm. What happened from there? I mean, you get back to this environment, and yes, I get it. It can be what's more easy is to fall back into yep. the same things we've been doing. Yep. I was I was actually telling my Uber driver today. I'm like telling him my life story in ten minutes, uh -huh. and I said one of the toughest parts was when I made the decision to leave Portland and mm -hmm. move to Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And then I fell right back into the same, same lifestyle, yeah. and it was like a good four months until I hit that rock bottom where mm -hmm. I was like what the heck am I doing with my life? Yeah. Like I moved here to start over again and to get out of that environment okay. and now I'm like right back in the middle of it, yeah. you know? So when you started and you like got this, oh my gosh, there is this world of personal development. Mm. There are people that are achieving success without selling drugs, without being rappers and without playing basketball. Mm -hmm. Then where did your journey and like the path of starting to work on yourself mm -hmm. and do personal development, yeah. what were a few things that you started doing in those early stages? Well, the first thing was I had to change my environment, like you said. I think that was the big thing. I, I usually say, uh, and I, I, I do this training about the seed, and I, I talk about the, the seed that planted the tallest tree, because the tallest tree in America is in the redwood forest. 
And I always say that the seed that planted that tree, if you planted that same seed in Brooklyn, New York, would it still grow to be the tallest mm. tree in, in, in the United States? And the answer is no, not because the tree didn't have the potential, or the seed didn't have the potential, it's because you know, it wasn't, the environment wasn't conducive for that seed yes. to become what it needed to be. And so that was the first thing I had to do because the, my environment was creating the way I thought. And if I shifted the, the people that I was around and the way they spoke, I would shift the way I would think, uh, at least on certain topics. And that was the beginning of my personal development journey was mm. changing my environment. Um, and then from there, the first, so the gentleman, by the way, I didn't tell the, the, the funny story to that. So that gentleman who was my friend, who we, um, you know, he convinced me to get in the car. Well, I convinced him to get in the car and move to California <laughs> with me. And so we both moved to California to, uh, together. We've been working together since 2005. He's actually my VP of, uh, of sales right now. So what? it's like my best friend in the world. Um, and we, we call each other brothers. He's white, I'm black, but we always mess around. Somebody asks us. Is he like, here in the building? He's today? not in the building. He, he, he actually just left. Uh, he left like maybe an hour before you came uh. in. But, um, but like the, the, the fun thing is, is he passed me a book called Think and Grow Rich. That was the first book he ever gave me. And now I suggest if you start in your personal development journey, I don't necessarily think that's the first book you should read because um, I was lost. But I got a few key concepts. Yeah. And um, it was the beginning of that and Jim Rohn was like the beginning of my personal development. Then I moved over to, you know, people like Les Brown and, you know, Brian Tracy and then, you know, Tony Robbins and as you, you know, goes on and on, Brendan Bouchard and goes on and on. Uh, from there, actually, I didn't, I just got onto Brandon. Like when I met you, I probably heard about Brandon maybe three months before that, yeah. or like six months before that. Um, so you know, I, this it's been a crazy fifteen years, you know, it's fourteen, thirteen year journey. And um, but personal development has been by far and beyond that. It was the way I thought was the reason why I was where I was at. Your and if I, if I didn't change the way I thought, I was going to always be where mm. I was at. Um, because nothing changed about me. The thing from where I was when I was in New York and where I was when I was in California, which was only 12 months, like I didn't get 12 months, I didn't get that much better. Like I was pretty much the same person except for the fact that I was thinking differently. Mm. And that was the beginning of the shift for me. So it's funny that you say Think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know where I was last weekend. No. But I was at the movie premiere in LA for Think and Grow Rich, oh, The Legacy. Here which is wow. going to be coming out. They're working on, you know, global, ex like, release of the movie. But I was oh, there, and I watched, I, you know, I want to share a story with, uh, with you and with the listeners. My favorite part about the whole docudrama, it's a docudrama, so it would be, it would be information, like, video of, like, a scene going on. Mm -hmm. And then someone who has achieved success by listening and really applying wow. the principles, wow. like Barbara Corcoran mm -hmm. or Rob Deerdick wow. or Bob Proctor or Shannon Lecter, they would then share a little bit about their story mm -hmm. and how they listened to the book and how it impacted their life. My favorite story, though, out of the whole movie was very similar to talking about that teacher that you had at 12 years old or mm -hmm. whatever that was. It was talking about when um, Einstein was a kid mm -hmm. and when he was like, you know, really, really young and his teacher wrote a letter to his mom mm -hmm. and the mom opened the letter and they were sitting down together and she said, uh, I'm, I'm, Einstein was wrong, I'm saying the name wrong, I can't remember <laughs> who it was, but opens the letter and the letter says, 
your son, uh, she, the mom reads it like this. Your son is the most intelligent kid we've ever had come to this school. He's so intelligent that we can't teach him here. Please teach him yourself. That's basically the concept of it. 50 years later, he, the, he finds the letter mm -hmm. from the teacher, pulls it out, opens the letter, and has become the one of the greatest inventors of all time, opens the letter, and inside it says, your son is basically mentally retarded. Mm -hmm. it, we cannot teach him here because he has no skill set to be do anything in his life. Please teach him yourself. It gave me chills just saying it uh -huh. because the power is what you speak into someone's life mm -hmm. can be the difference of them becoming the potential that they have yeah. in this world, yeah. which everyone has potential, yep. or it can be a kiss of death. Yep. Because had the mom said, you're an idiot, you're never gonna do anything, you, the teacher says I have to teach you, and had actually read the letter for what it was, he would not have become the greatest inventor gotcha. of all time. Yep. Who's the greatest inventor of all time? Because I'm uh, Thomas like, Edison. Thomas Edison, <laughs> that's the name. So, <laughs> so she says that, wow. and I'm like, the power to me behind that was, it was like similar to what you were saying. Mm. If someone spoke into your life and said like, dude, you can do this, you have potential, like even what you did between 12 and 18 yeah. would have been different had that teacher said, hey, I know you made a mistake, I know you messed up, but this is not who you are. Yep. You have the potential to do great things in yep. your life, you're gonna kill it, stop bringing knives to school. Mm -hmm. Two different conversations, Absolutely. right? And so, you're a dad now. Yes, I am. You're a dad? Yes, I am. How old is your son? He is four. So tell me about how you speak life into your son. So, we've got a lot of fun things that, or funny things, I should say, that we do. I, there's a few things that I try to, like, instill in him, you know. One is understanding, you know, when situations happen to you, it's not, like, the easy thing to do is say, and, and I know this is like a, I don't want this to sound like a masculine <coughs> thing of like, hey, don't cry. No, it's not necessarily saying, hey, don't cry. It's about saying, all right, see what's happening to you and figure out, all right, was it my decision that created that problem or uh, or was it something that I did? Or right, what did I do and try to figure out assessing? Like, I think the big thing, is, and I think um, <coughs> Gary Vaynerchuk is really famous for talking about this, is but self-awareness is such mm -hmm. an important thing. And so that's something that I'm trying to implement or, or push into um, my son as much as I possibly can is really kind of get him to, to be self-aware, understand what the situation is, why it's happening, how you know who you are as a person. Um, another big thing that we do, and this is something that is important to me from a legacy standpoint, is um, so my last name is Johnson, and so we have a, a funny thing that we do where we talk about the fact of like Johnson's we don't complain or Johnson's you know we, we, we outwork the competition or like so every once in a while I, I'll pat my chest and he's like so and I say who are you he's like I'm a Johnson and so it, it's just something that I'm constantly trying to figure out ways to get him to to think I, I just think about man I started early a lot of people say man 18 is still super early yeah. to kind of change your life in that in that way you know, some people 30 and still haven't done that. Um, 
But man, what if I was doing it when I was 10 or right. five four. or four, right? <laughs> um, it would be great. So I want to try to start them now. Having him listen to personal development is probably not the best thing right now. So trying to find other ways to kind of get him mentally strong. Yeah. I think he, as long as he's, I used to laugh at people, um, billionaires that would say, I'm not going to give my kids money. And at first I was thinking, you're crazy. Why would you work that hard and not give your kids yeah. money? And now my philosophy, though I don't know if I would say I'm not going to give them anything, but I, I, I do believe that if your kid, if you have the opportunity to be alive and your kid is 30 or 25 yeah. or 40, they should need, you should be able to drain them up so well that they don't even need anything from you. And I'm not, doesn't even, doesn't even have to be financially, right? Like they are in a place mentally spiritually emotionally you know health wise they're in a place in their entire life that you provided them with enough step up that they don't need they don't ever need a handout mm -hmm. from anybody mm -hmm. else and so that's the, you know some of the things that I, I i care about and things that i look at when i'm you know trying to raise him and figure out ways that like my dad was an alcoholic my dad you know beat on my mom so for me i never wanted to take on my name you know that's my father has my same name and i'm technically a junior though i never like Don't even on government paperwork i never will put it on there yeah. just because i just i i, I don't want to identify with being like him uh and one reason why you know being a father is important to me is just because of the fact that i, I always wanted to be the example that i wish that i had mm. and that's to me an important part of my life is saying all right I can be the person that my son always wanted. Like, even if it's just about showing him love and not teaching him anything, but just hugging him and telling him I love him. Like, those are all things I never really grew up mm -hmm. with. And so being able to have the opportunity is, like, super special. So cool. Yeah. So awesome. Well, I have a, a couple challenging questions okay. for you. What, what do you want most in your life right now? Right now? Currently. Currently, I think the probably my biggest drive is I want to be one of the few African American billionaires in in America. Go for it, dude! I love it. There are how many are there? There are only seven. Seven. I think there are fourteen in the world and seven in America, if I'm not mistaken. There's one guy who just crossed over in 2016. I think his name's Carl Carl something Carl Smith or something like that. Why, um, why do you and, want that? You know. The, Going back to my earlier story, examples are super important. And my example was the drug dealers, the athletes, the, the musicians, right? And when you, even when you look at tech today, right? Like there's not a lot of examples of African-American or people of minority or even women, like uh, people who take a, a strong place of influence. And when you want to change the world, like I want to change the world, because it's you know making money is money is always the benefit. After you cross a certain line of dollars, like it really doesn't matter. Like I remember my first time buying my first luxury car, and I'm like, this is amazing, I'm so excited. Yeah. And then when you get two and three and four, and then it doesn't really matter anymore, right? Like it it, it's, it becomes just another thing. The things that really matter are the the, the impact that you can make on on, on people's lives and, and the legacy that you can leave, and and you know people who can say, all right because of this person I was able to live a different life yeah. like to me that's like that is the end result but I understand that being in a place of influence allows for you to impact more people 
And, and, so and the higher your income, the higher your income. Budget. Unfortunately, we live in America where money talks, right? And so the you know the higher your income, the higher your status, the more you can impact people. And I think some problems that we living in in the world are super solvable if you find the right people to come together mm-hmm. and really put their minds together and, mm-hmm. and try to solve it. When I think about polio and the fact that like. Bill Gates has totally eradicated a disease that's been around for a hundred plus right. years, right? I, I think that all comes with uh, a level of influence, uh, and I, I, to me, I want to be a, a somebody who, who's able to do that. Um, and, and so, I think that for the most part, the, the, I think the main reason why a, being a billionaire is important uh, or the most important, or the most crucial thing to me trying to push for success as well is I think the focus is about how can I, how can I achieve something that hasn't been done as well? Because uh, a lot of the people who are at that billionaire mark that are African-American in America, a lot of those people are um, entertainers. Um, and so one of the things that I would love to do is be one of the few that are, that, that is in business, <laughs> um, that's done, that's got to a level to success. Now, mm-hmm. obviously some of those people have obviously moved into business, but a lot of them have started from entertainment and moved into business, Oprah Winfrey and things of that nature. You know, I, I want to be known for somebody who, you know, made an impact, uh, made a difference. And when Obama became president, that more African Americans jumped into politics than ever before, yeah. and it was because they saw that it was possible. Totally. And you know, I, that's the kind of thing that I want to do, especially in the tech world, where there's not a lot of examples of it being possible. Yeah, I would love to be one of the few, uh, and maybe inspire next generation because I think tech is the way the world is going anyway. Absolutely. And so, you know, inspire people in that in that genre, and, and maybe you can, you know, hopefully step. The opportunity for other people to, to step into that same role. I love it. I love it. It's an amazing, amazing vision of where Fun you want to go for sure. So, what do you share with someone who, obviously, the shift you made? Mm-hmm. Let me start over. The shift you made was learning about personal development. Mm-hmm. Literally, was the alignment that you needed to shift from an environment and a culture and a socioeconomic status mm-hmm. that you had been brought up in. Yeah to changing and transforming the outcome of the rest of your life and the future generations that are going to come to follow. So in saying that, what would you share with someone who has not yet started their personal development journey Mm -hmm. or is in a place of kind of like dabbling, like they're listening to this podcast, they're starting to do some stuff, Mm -hmm. but like they haven't like dove in at the level that you dove in. What advice would you have for them? I mean, outside of actually diving in, because that's probably one of the most important things. But like, I'll, I'll go back to the conversation about environment. Like, I would, if I was a person, my advice to somebody to just stepping in is find somebody that has what you want, is the person that you want to be, who makes the impact that you want, and get around them. If you can't get around them physically, get around them. You know, we live in a digital age where like podcasts and videos and YouTubes and even if the person was Mark Zuckerberg like you can watch a thousand videos about Mark Zuckerberg or whoever you feel like is the person that closely aligns to the person that you want to be and just get around their way of thinking and you, you start listening to a person often enough you'll start to become you know you start to think like them you'll start to talk like them if you've ever been married or been in a <coughs> long-term relationship you know 
you know, some of the small tendencies that even if you didn't even like the tendencies, now you pick them up because you've been around them so much. And so um, I, I would really suggest, like, I really, I'm a really big believer in model knowledge and getting around people who have what you want and learning from them and figuring out, you know, what it is that they do and how they think. And I think that will shift a lot of things for you. I think that's the beginning stage. And then obviously continuing to go dive deeper, pick up books, go to trainings, go to seminars, um, a bunch of different things. I remember when I first became a father, one of the things that really hit me, and it's something that I felt um, ashamed of, was, you know, business is a big thing for me. I've been doing business since I was 18, right? So I love business. I love what, you know, business has to offer. I love being in business. I love, you know, what everything that about business. So I spent a lot of time, energy, money, resources, learning about business, reading books, going to seminars. And as I became a father, I had to ask myself, man, how many books have you read about being a father? Mm. How many conferences have you gone to about being a father? So I just think that if you want to get great, you've got to get, um, uh, Tony Robbins says proximity is power, right? You've got to get in proximity to the things that you want if you're going to get there. And if you can't get there physically, at least get there mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's really what my suggestion would be to somebody starting out, is start by just getting around the person that you want to be, mm-hmm. and then they'll help you get to where you're mm-hmm. trying to go. If somebody said, hey, I want to be in business, I want to have a company, I want to you know, be a part of a company that scales, and they said, look, Eugene, I'll work for you for free. Mm-hmm. I just want to get close and I just want to know what it is that mm-hmm. you're doing and how you're doing it, right? Like a lot of opportunities. Sometimes people say, oh, I want to get next to Mark Zuckerberg, right? Oh, well, it's too late for that, right? You might not be able to get that close that, that quickly, right? But you have, you know, people who are up and coming, people who have companies that are a million or five million or 10 million. Like you can still probably get pretty close to them and figure out what it is that they're doing and, and create um, and, and maybe even duplicate that process. Like that's what I did with the last company when I worked in corporate America. Uh, I worked with a company called Cisco, uh, most people know of. Uh, and what it was uh, formerly it was a company called Meraki that got bought by Cisco, but they still when they got bought they were still their own little small entity. And I went there because I knew I wanted to start a startup. Mm. So some people say, if you want to start a business, why didn't you just start it? Well, I didn't have enough understanding about the startup realm for me to make that type of decision. I didn't think that I would be successful enough to get over the hurdles of mm-hmm. understanding what mm-hmm. needed to happen. So I said, man, I need to get in proximity. Mm-hmm. And so that proximity was starting this company because the CEOs and the founders all sat on the sales floor. So I was like, man, if I can go sit with them, I can hear what they hear, I can know what they know, and I can understand what they understood. And I can build relationships with the pe- these people. And right now, the CEO of Meraki is actually one of the advisors of our company. The VP of Cisco is one of the advisors in our company. Wow. Like, but it was because of that close proximity, totally. and I got a chance to learn from them and be coached by them, and then I understood, okay, now when I start my business, the thing, I knew, a, I, I don't say I knew a lot because it sounds, you know, pretentious, but I knew a good amount about business before I stepped into that company. I knew a lot about the industry that I was mm-hmm. trying to be great at after I stepped out of that company. And I would say those that time there helped me really process, and it, it's a lot of my decision making comes from the time that I spent yeah. in that business. And so... Um, that's what I, that's what I would say. If you're getting started, that's what you want to do is get get as close as possible to what you want to be mm-hmm. and who you want to become. Cool. Tell me about your book. 
Yes. What is it? How did it come about? What's the title? If someone were to go out and grab it right now, what value are they going to get by reading your book? So you, the first off is you're going to get a mind shift. Like I think that a 100% paradigm shift from a mental perspective, even if you've been doing personal development and you've done coaching and you've done leadership training and you've done mindset training, I think that I approached this book in a, a totally different way than the average person would have approached this book. And this is the reason why I was telling you earlier that I wrote the book and I scrapped the book and rewrote the book, right? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and literally just that, what I wrote the second time around was what I really wanted to write. Mm. Um, and so the book is called The Mental Playbook. Um, and in The Mental Playbook, the focus is about a concept that I, co- I created called The Mental Matrix. And it's really a breakdown of the different phases of what you go through mentally. And I wanted to make it not a textbook. Because every time I heard about mindset, and even like books like Think and Grow Rich and some of the great books of all times, they are textbooks in the sense of like, it's, you've got to take it in from an educational standpoint. It doesn't come to you from a practical standpoint. You've got to take what you learn and then try to implement yeah. it from a practical standpoint. And I wanted to make sure that pe- when people read this book, they said, all right, what is, you know, what is mindset? All right, how do I reprogram my subconscious? Like, how do I not talk about dopamines and serotonin? Like, all of those things sound great. Like, the big words, and people get fascinated with the big words. But what I learned from Jim Rohn is sometimes the simple is the easiest way to teach somebody how to change their life. And so this con- the book is about concepts that will shift your mindset, but practical ways to implement mm-hmm. them in your life from a day-to-day perspective. How to break a habit. Like, a lot of people talk about that. It's 21 days to break a habit. Well, what's really happening in that yeah. scenario? So I talk about the five uh, um, uh, elements of breaking the habit. I talk about, you know, the days of disgust. How do you go from, you know, uh, the, uh, a disgust to, uh, you know, your destiny? Like, all of these things are different mental shifts that I believe that people need. And I, I wanted to put it in a way that allowed for a person to say, I want to cha- read it today. And then when I'm going through something, I want to be able to go back to it tomorrow, which is why I called it the playbook. So mm-hmm. like somebody could say, all right, man, what's that play of how to change my habits? All right, let me go back to this section of the book that's yeah. like, all right, this is about how to break my habit. I got a habit. I've been trying to break it. Here's what I need to do. And so that's kind of the, the concept. And the, the one thing that I love about this book and I love about all authors is, you know, especially John C. Maxwell. I, I, I got mm-hmm. a chance to meet John C. Maxwell a few years back. And the one thing that he said that really impacted me was he said, I know a lot about leadership, but I'm not great at every aspect of leadership. And a lot of times people expect you to be the best at the topic that you're teaching on. So for example, mindset, like I understand a lot about mindset. Does that mean I don't have my crappy days? Like I got crappy days where I got to try to reconvince my mind. Or I got, I'll give you a perfect example since you talked about health. I was, I had my mind programmed. I shifted my mindset. I lost 50 pounds. I was going in the right direction. Then I got busy and I let the busyness take me off track. And then I have to reprogram my mind and say, Eugene, it's not an excuse. You got to get back in. And so now I'm back on. Like, and we constantly go through these ups and downs. Sometimes we go through the uh, you know, scenario in your mindset and then you make a shift and you shift and you change for life. Mm-hmm. Like there's some shift that I changed for life mm-hmm. and I never went back. Sometimes I'm, I shifted for a moment, for six months, for mm-hmm. three months, mm-hmm. for a year. Um, and what I wanted to do with this book is figure out ways 
because this is something that I was dealing with. I wanted to say, how do you make a shift and never go back? Mm -hmm. How do you shift something in your life and you go to a level that you never go backwards? You never Mm -hmm. take steps back. And I think that's really what this book is about. It's about figuring out ways and putting together a playbook where it's all about shifting the way you think, but shifting the way you think in a practical way to live the life that you want to mm. live over, over the course of time. So good. Yes. So good. So first off, I'm going to link up in the show notes Absolutely. your book information so that if people want to get a copy of the book, they can. Absolutely. I'm also, for our listeners today, I'm going to buy five copies of the book and for anyone that comments on this episode on my website, um, I will draw five people wow. and I will select and send that book directly to five okay. people. And the reason, cool. you know, uh, what I love is that your passion behind it, yeah. dude, I'm reading, like, I haven't read the book. <laughs> I've like, it's been on my, it's in my, like, my to list. I mean, I, I read a book a week, yeah. but I mean... It's on my list, so I'm going to get the book. I'm going to read it maybe on this 50-hour flight to Africa and yep. back. <laughs> yeah. um, but I will I will take those five books and give them away because, oh, awesome. you know, I think one book can literally, John C. Maxwell's book, speaking of, that book changed the outcome of my life forever. Yeah. And it wasn't even the book, but it was the fact that by getting that book handed to me, mm. I started on a path of personal development. Yeah. So I just want to be able to share that awesome. back with other people as well. Awesome. So I think this has been an amazing conversation Absolutely. and I'm so grateful to have you be a part of Align Success and the podcast mm-hmm. and we'll, you know everything that's going on here um, because what you are doing in the world is so important and the impact and the legacy that you're going to leave and the just what you're presenting out there for to be a role model for other African-American or minorities, exactly what you said from a legacy perspective is is, is so amazing and, and unbelievable. So as we get ready to wrap up, a few final questions for you today. Yeah, absolutely. Number one, what are you most grateful for in your life right now? God, my family. I mean, those two things are probably the biggest things. A lot of people say, when I get to the level of success, I'll be happy. And like, I'm just happy now. And I don't have, like, I'm not anywhere close to what I want to achieve. You know, my goals are like, you know, sometimes I keep pushing them up. But I don't let that control whether I'm happy or not. Mm. And so, like, my family, God, you know, those are the things that I probably are the most, you know, grateful for. And just try to keep those things balanced with everything else. The fact that I have, I'm alive, that I can even do a business, right? Like, some of those things I'm breathing right now. We're sitting in this room like there is so many things. There's children playing outside. Like, I mean, like the world is still operating. These things are things to be grateful for. Yeah, for sure. What does um, number two question number two? What does aligned success mean to you? This is a great concept. I mean, really great concept. I, I'm a big believer in purpose. One of my taglines that I say all of the time is "Let no man steal your vision because no man gave it to you." And the whole mindset of that is really about how do you live on purpose? Like, how do you live your life based off of doing what you feel like you were called to do? And, you know, I'm just a big believer in that everybody was called. You know, everybody was given a gift by God and that opportunity to change their life Mm -hmm. however they want Mm -hmm. to see fit, live a life that they were destined to. Uh, and I got a program called the Four D's of Destiny where I talk about the idea of like 
driving and finding your purpose and pushing for that purpose. Um, and I just believe a lot of success is really that. It's about living the life that you were designed to live. It's about living in your true self. It's about living the 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 the, the visions that you feel like you've been mm-hmm. called to do, and you know not getting caught up because I I went into that company saying I want to be a tech entrepreneur, and they started paying me a lot of money, and then they kept <laughs> increasing the money and increasing the money, and even as I was on my way out, they still try to increase the money and. At some point in time, you gotta say, no matter how much money I make, and it wasn't until a decision that, well, something happened. My wife's uncle, uh, he got sick. Mm. And like literally, he went, he got sick and passed away within like a three month time period. And he was like healthy, and then when you see him, he was, the, his sick version, it was like two different people. And like, I just remember sitting there as he was there with him as he passed away. And, you know, everybody's there, we're praying for mm-hmm. him, and we're consoling him as he passed away. And I'm just sitting there thinking, life can be over in an instant. And do you really want to be spending time doing things that you feel like you weren't called to do, that you feel like you weren't aligned to, just because they give you a big paycheck? Or because, you know, you mm-hmm. feel like you have to, or because you got bills, or because your kids, or whatever reason people like to put in, into that scenario. Um, I think that to me is aligned success is finding that thing that you feel like you were called to do and doing it. Love it. Love it. Last but not least, last question is what resources do you have for someone who is maybe it's top three books or top three people to follow mm-hmm. or whatever it is for someone who is like, man, I haven't been focused on my own personal growth or mm-hmm. I haven't been focused on it in the level that I know I need to mm-hmm. and I need to get an alignment in my personal growth, my personal development. What yeah. resources do you have for them? I would say Tony Robbins is probably a big one for me today because I think that Tony speaks in a way that covers all aspects of personal development and I, I really think that if you are trying to get into personal development no matter where you fit, I think Tony would be a good fit for you. Uh, and I wasn't a big Tony Robbins fan early on, you know, uh, for a few different reasons, but a lot of them had nothing to do with him. It was more about me. Uh, but long story short, like, I am a huge fan of Tony now, and I think Tony would be uh, is really a dope resource. Um, if you are in business, I am a big believer in John C. Maxwell because I'm a big believer in leadership. Like, I think that everything rises and falls on leadership. I believe that, like, leadership is influence. I, I just really am a student of leadership. Um, and so John C. Maxwell to me is a, a, a just like the, I remember when I got the 21 irrefutable laws mm-hmm. of leadership, like I, I'm big on people and I, I felt like this was like the great book on leadership. Uh, I mean, winning with people, um, you know, the five levels of leadership, like there's so, he's got so <laughs> I've many I've read books. all of them. I've read all oh, of them. 360, 360, degree leadership. Yeah. I mean, he's got amazing books, so I would pick him up. And then the last resource I would say, um, I would say the Bible, um, and not even for a spiritual aspect. You know, uh, I think that every concept that I've ever learned from a personal development standpoint has been in the Bible. So um, I've never learned a concept that I couldn't go back and point back to the Bible. So I, if, I, if you didn't read it on a spiritual sense, you, I would read it on a practical sense. Especially when you talk about leadership, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are probably like the best idea of what leaders do on a day-to-day basis to uh, re- reaching the, a level of success. And as whatever you feel about, you know, you know, the religion as a whole, Christianity has been 
around for 2,000 plus years with billions of people following them. So somebody started that line of leadership and that leadership has continued over the course of 2,000 years. Uh, so uh, I think there's probably some lessons to learn on, 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 on how to make that work. So I uh, didn't mean to get all political on you guys, but uh, um, but yeah, I think that th those are the three things I, I would probably pick up. Love it, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, thank you for being on the show. Oh, can I share one more thing? Yeah, yeah. Before you say that. So I want to say to the viewers that Amanda is probably the best of the best. I mean, seriously. I mean, when I met her, I just remember sitting there thinking, man, I love her, man. She's awesome. Oh, and it, there, there's so much to her story, I'm sure, that she still not hasn't shared. But I just would say, anybody following her or anybody listening to her, I, I really believe that you can change your life listening to a person like this. And it's very rare you get people around you. And I don't like to like boast up people because like I just I feel like my name in today's tech world, like your name, what you say, lives on well beyond even you, right? And so I feel like my great-great-grandkids will hear the things that I'm saying at some point in time, and I want to feel like I can live up to that. And so I would, I would not boost somebody up if I really didn't believe mm -hmm. that you are somebody of character, of integrity, you are somebody who I believe uh, is going to make impacts on people all over the world. And I have no doubt in my mind the level of impact that you're gonna have. And so to me, I really believe that anybody who is following you, who's a part of your journey, you know, we used to say this all of the time, if you don't get around me, you're gonna miss something. I believe you're that type of person that if people don't get around you, they're gonna miss something special. So I, I, well, I appreciate you having me here, but when you asked, I was like, of course I'm gonna, of course, because I, you know, I just believe in you that much. I think that you're, you're gonna do amazing things. And I, I hate to say I believe in you as if it's like some like I'm coaching you type of thing, because it's not like that. But I just, just believe that whatever you're gonna do, you're gonna kill it. Dude, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. You're the best. Well, thank you for taking the time out of your busy life and your busy day to ultimately impact people that are listening to the show. Yeah. And even if they just got one thing out of today's interview. Our time was valuable yeah. to be able to make that impact in the world. Okay. So I appreciate you. I think you're awesome. I can't wait to do more work with you in the Absolutely. future. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time today to listen in to the Align Success podcast show and to be a part of this conversation because it's an important conversation. If you do nothing else this week but go out and start doing something for your own personal development, I'll tell you what. He didn't go from drugs and his background, and I didn't come from drugs and my background and get where we are at without personal development. Absolutely. So thank you for listening to the Align Success Podcast show, and I cannot wait to connect with you again soon.